the Heritage Foundation. I'm Tim Desher, and this is Heritage Explains. Together, we will make America strong again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America great again. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America. Since Donald Trump was elected president, things have been great. Unemployment is at record lows for all Americans, including African Americans and Hispanics. Business confidence is stronger than it's been in decades. The GDP is climbing. The stock market is booming. Home prices are up. And because of Trump's tax cut, businesses are giving out pay raises and bonuses, and workers are saving anywhere from $1,000 to $2,000 per year in taxes. Things seem to be unstoppable right now, and the president's message of American greatness is resonating. So with such strong momentum, now is the time to double down and continue to implement policy that inspires growth, not hinders it. However, with Trump's recent implementation of tariffs, our blue sky is potentially turning gray. Markets just tumbled 500 points a couple of hours ago on the back of a controversial announcement from the U.S. president. Donald Trump says his administration will start imposing tariffs on aluminum and steel imports. President Trump today uh, pulling the trigger on what he's talked about for a long time, and that is tariffs on imported steel and aluminum, despite some pushback from people in his own party about this. What is President Trump doing here? Is he playing politics with this to some extent, satisfying his base, saying that, look, you know, when I campaigned, I said I would do these things, now I'm doing it. It would seem like Trump believes that implementing tariffs will help bring jobs and investment back to America by inspiring companies to buy their products here in America and not overseas. So what is a tariff? What do they mean for Americans? This week, I sat down with Tori Whiting, the J. Van Andel trade economist here at the Heritage Foundation, and we talked about where Trump is off on this and ways we can solve the problem without implementing tariffs. Tori Whiting, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Pleasure. Really appreciate it. It's good to see you. Well, hey, I was hoping you could bring a little more clarity into a pretty complex issue that's happening right now in Washington, D.C., and that's going to have a great impact around the country uh, if things aren't changed. I'm wondering if you can maybe explain to us just a little bit of just basically what is a tariff and what does it mean for uh, Americans? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the simplest way to explain this is a tariff is a tax. A tariff is a tax on the American people. What it does is it increases the price of products here in America, which means that when you go to shop for them, you are being paid more. And you're paying more because the government tells you you have to pay more. On top of that, it's not only a tax on the American people, but it's a tax on our businesses. You know, when you put tariffs or taxes on things like steel, aluminum, things our manufacturers need to be competitive in the world market, you're actually taxing those companies. It really goes contrary to all of the uh, the tax reform, you know, pro-growth policies the administration's pushing forward. So why don't we just take a step backwards, okay? So now that we now that we know that, that that's something that the government is saying, hey, uh, in order to do X, Y, and Z, we're going to make the price more expensive in order to get another result. So in this case, the Trump administration is saying what? 
Well, right now, the Trump administration is trying to use these taxes as a way, these taxes on the American people as a way to get another country to change its trade policies. Unfortunately, though, it's like, um, you know, throwing a dart at a dartboard with your eyes closed. Um, It's not really getting at the problem. And the problem the administration's pointing out is there are countries like China who are not necessarily obeying the rules of the game when it comes to trade in the world economy. So what we need are are solutions to try and get China to change that are not taxes on the American people. Those solutions are things like actually sanctioning companies and individuals that steal intellectual property. Putting tariffs is not going to do anything to thieves. So uh, several people within the administration uh, have have touted that this is going to be the thing that helps us grow more. This is going to be tariffs. These taxes are actually going to help us become more competitive. They're going to help us become uh, more dominant on the global scene. What's your response to that, and why are they wrong? Well, I think that's fundamentally false. Um, the, the claim in general is, is fundamentally false. The reason I say that is just look at the growth numbers from the last quarter, 2.4% growth during the first quarter of 2018. And what policies have changed during the first quarter? Obviously, we had tax reform um, that happened at the end of the, of last year. But the policies that have changed by the administration are trade policies. I'm not saying this is a causation, but what I'm saying is the correlation is really strong that these policies are not pro-growth. That they're sending sig- mixed signals yes. to uh, Americans and business owners, particularly. Exactly. And really what this is doing is creating this environment of uncertainty for businesses. You know, government has two jobs. One job is to get out of the way and make it easier to do business in America. The other job is to create a stable economic environment for our businesses to thrive. And right now, they are doing a bad job at both of those things in trade policy. Okay. So, and, and I'm going to continue to fire these at you, okay? Because I want to make sure we Bring go on, on the record with this. Because there's a lot of rhetoric flying around right now that's tough. And, and one of those is it's only going to cost Americans an, an additional couple cents on a six-pack of beer or on a can of soup. It's, it's only going to be a little with a steel and aluminum tariff. How do you respond to that? I mean, if it's not going to be a big deal, what, I mean, what is, where are they saying this and where are they wrong? Well, that's the swamp talking right there. Um, and in my opinion, this is this is the epitome of everything that's wrong with Washington talking about um, how this is only going to have a little bit of an impact. You know, you've heard about 0.5 percent when it comes to increasing the price of a car. Well, 0.5 percent of a you know thirty five thousand dollar car is somewhere around one hundred and seventy five dollars. One hundred and seventy five dollars is a week worth of groceries to the average American family. So really, you're I just see this as as the the folks who are saying this in the administration being so out of touch with what really matters for American people to make, you know, make ends meet and and to get, you know, get past living paycheck to paycheck. Every penny, every dollar counts for those families. And I come from Michigan, um, a, a, you know, a place of of folks who are, are living those in those kind of middle um, middle class livelihoods. They're doing well, but they wish they could do better. And it's policies like this, the government telling them you have to pay more. That's a problem. Yeah. Let's let's talk about the most recent example. Today, front page of, of, of the Wall Street Journal talks about how the Harley Davidson is moving overseas because of the announced tariffs on, on steel and, 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 and things like that. They say that they can't do business here in America because of uh, the tariffs on, uh, on products coming in and then on tariffs products going out. 
Um, they say that if, if, if Europe is going to slap a, a, a tax on our product, we're just going to go over there so we don't have to pay it. And uh, the president responded by saying if they do that, they're going to pay even more taxes. So what does this mean? Is, is he punishing Harley-Davidson? Is, what, what does this mean? Can you explain that? I mean, really, none of this is good for the American people. I think about this as just dollar signs clicking and clicking and clicking and, and, the, and the costs for Americans just, just skyrocketing. You know, the role of our government should be, like I said, to make it easier to do business and and to, to create certainty in the market. And and it should not be their role to make things more expensive or to make doing business more difficult. And I don't want to have, you know, this conversation be focused on, you know, us just being critical of what the administration is doing. The Trump administration has done a fantastic job at advancing policies like tax cuts and deregulation that have changed fundamentally the way that we're able to do business in America. Unfortunately, their trade policies are just coming from a different playbook. And we need to get the the playbook, you know, from the right team moving forward this administration so that we can just get get the economic growth engine running. So let's move to solutions then. Let's move let's move to ways that we can do this without doing tariffs, without taxing more, without making people pay more for things just in order to make things fair. I mean, there it is true. China does cheat. There's no question about it. And there are bad trade deals as as Trump would say. So what's the right way to go about uh, fixing these problems well, beyond tariffs? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the first thing is that we need more free trade agreements. You know, the United States has fewer free trade agreements than many other countries around the world. I mean, look at the countries that are involved in the Trans-Pacific Partnership. The other 11 countries, this is a, the trade agreement between the U.S. and several other countries in Asia um, and, and a lot of the developing, developing world in Asia. And Japan was included in that. Those countries are moving forward without us. They are leaving the United States in the dust. And Trump withdrew from exactly the, Trump the withdrew TPP as we call it. Exactly, Trump withdrew from the TPP. I think it was in the first forty-eight hours of being behind, you know, the the desk in the Oval Office. So we need to be negotiating new free trade agreements that simply lower barriers on both sides, U.S. and the other country, whether it's bilateral, multilateral. We just need to lower barriers. And what's a barrier? A barrier is a tariff, okay. which is a tax, or what we call non-tariff barriers. So um, things that limit, you know, the quantity that can be imported, or um, regulations that set, you know, ridiculous standards on where, um, you know, what quality of product has to be imported. So like environmental em- emission standards on cars would be considered a non-tariff barrier. We just need to get rid of all that stuff and just make it easier for people to buy and sell. Let's say Trump hires you tomorrow. As his main trade advisor, you carry the title, you carry the power, you carry all that stuff. What is your first order of business in your role tomorrow? First order of business is repealing these harmful taxes on steel and aluminum imports and also halting the investigation on automobile imports. You know, they're looking to restrict automobile imports and parts imports because of national security. I don't think that cars are a threat to U.S. national security. Um, that just seems outrageous to me. So the first thing is just to remove all of these taxes. I think that taxes on the American people should be a last resort. It is the role of conservatives to to give our to give people in America more of their money, not take more away from them. And so anything that's going to result in taxes on the American people should be a last last resort. And that's what they're looking at right now. Seems to be pretty compelling to me. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Well, Tori, thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. And hopefully uh, we, we can we can continue the conversation a little bit more as this unfolds. And, and I, I believe that we are going to have a good impact on this if we continue to keep this message going. And so thank you for, for, for coming in again. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. And that's a wrap for this week's episode of Heritage Explains. If you like today's podcast, make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, we would love if you could leave us a comment on Facebook or iTunes to let us know what you think. Hi, this is Rob Bluey, Vice President of Publishing and Editor-in-Chief of The Daily Signal. If you liked hearing about the issues that Washington's not discussing, check out Underreported, a brand new video series from The Daily Signal looking at other issues that the mainstream media forgot to mention. Heritage Explains is produced by Michelle Cordero and Tim Desher with editing by Thalia Rampersad.